Well, welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Across from me, you'll never believe it. It's Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooden. We are so glad you're joining us for the show today. On this episode, we're going to talk about how you stay present in whatever situation you find yourself in. Let me bring in Shane. Shane, how are you doing today? Good, Mike. Have we given anything away lately and navigating change with Shane and Mike after the big scandal? You know, the scandal? Yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering. Yeah, the big scandal, in case you don't follow us regularly, and let's be honest, so few people do. <laughs> but the big scandal really was that Mike gave me a article of clothing with the navigating change with Shane and Mike insignia uh, on it. And the whole side just ripped out. The seam completely ripped out. And it was kind of a huge scandal that Mike is giving away low, low quality stuff. And so I asked our listener, our listener, Mike, did you get that? I I, I asked our listener, I said, you know, did you happen to win anything that Mike has sent out? Because I'm curious about quality. And guess what they tell me? What's, what's that, Shane? The word is you've never actually sent out any of these <laughs> prizes to, to, to anyone. People that, that think they won. You're making up names, yeah. and then you're just keeping them. So we think, the, the word is, and I'm not saying this is true. The word is that you like have tons of low-quality navigating <laughs> change with Shane and Mike apparel in a box somewhere uh-huh. In, in, in your house. Yep, in the closet down there. No, that's not true. Now, let me give you a quick behind-the-scenes thing, which oh, is boy. really funny. So, uh, and it, it's recording some of these podcasts. You were really gracious whenever I gave you stuff. I don't know if you remember you that were, or not. Because I, I gave you a few items of clothing. You we're talking did. about one. Because it really items. wasn't in your nature, because you've been here, you what, six sh- years? That's right. And I, I'm thinking, I haven't. Mike hasn't given You're me thinking, Jiminy crap in yeah, six right. years, and then all of a I sudden. See, I see Mike, I think, take, take, take. Woo! Never give, give, Woo! give. I like it. Well, yeah. You were so gracious threw me about off. it. Because well, it threw me off. And then the one piece of clothing that really wasn't intended for you that I got it. Well, you didn't tell me that. I did not tell you that. You act like it was a real gift. It's like going to a conference (laughs) and them giving you like water bottles with their logo on it and you giving them to your girls act like they're birthday presents, man. That's not great. It is funny that that I was just kind of caught if you will, and it happened on air. And, <laughs> and, and that's probably the worst piece of clothing that I, you know, I just gave you, you a couple hope. of things. I, it was, and of course it rips, and of course it all plays out with Melissa here. With Melissa here, yes. So uh, it, it, it did that. But I, I, you know, have we given anything out recently, Mike? We haven't. Is it time to give something out again? It I do have be. a couple. Uh, sh- tell me, oh. tell me what, what kind of stuff would we give out? Because we need better stuff. Actually, I do have one or two of those Navigating Shane uh, navigating change. Shane. I like it. <laughs> Shane Get inside the mind of Shane. I was, I was navigate. <laughs> the other thing is that I just got a couple hats. Yeah. And they are pretty nice hats. In fact, here at Christ Church, you were pointing out one of the new hats we have because we rebranded right. around here. It's a hat like that, really? but it has a uh, navigating change Shane and Mike logo on the front. And then on the side, it has, uh, you know, kind of the lettering. Uh, of, of the podcast. Wow. And do you remember the movie Father of the Bride with Steve Martin and Martin Short? Is that from the 40s? What year? No, no, no. This was the remake. This would be uh, maybe in the 90s. No, but there I was, they, they played these two wedding planners named Frank and Hans. Yeah. And they always used to say, well, you know, they asked Steve Martin, they said, you know, what do you want for the the meal for the, for the wedding dinner? Yeah. And, and he said, well, you could get the chipper chicken. And so one of the things I'm thinking about with those new hats, man, those aren't the chipper chicken. 
Uh, those old hats used to cost like $6.95 mm -hmm. in a truck stop. These new hats are really cool, but they're not cheap, man. So let's do this on the fly. I'm going to give away two of those hats. Okay. How about that? How about we have people where you want to share the podcast? What would be a good way for people to uh, to enter this? Well, we could just have our only listener text you. Yeah, that's right. You know, I they, think we only have one have listener. They could just text you. Mike's number is yeah. <laughs> like that. And then we'll be giving your social security number next uh, week. Yeah. So, no, I don't. I what's do the best the, way to do this? So I, I did a King Sumo. Uh, it was called King Sumo. That's the website that does this giveaway. I'll just do a similar giveaway All right. for this one. So people will be able to put, uh, basically, they put in their email address, and that signs them up. And it's pretty much an honor system where you'll share the podcast, uh, where you'll write a review. There's a couple options, and those entries, uh, you can do each one of those, and they'll give you more entries to win. Yeah, and I'll do an advertisement for the hats. The hats are really fashionable and really nice they're not like the jackets at all what do you think mike was that a pretty good pretty they, good they're nothing they're nothing like the one jacket that you got. that's correct the one that ripped very easily it did it did in fact it ripped without any help at all yeah. it might have been made ripped did mike did, when you got that you know because you originally bought it for you correct correct did you just take a look at that and say gosh there's a huge one foot rip in the seam. I'll give it to Shane. No, I got it. And I said, this is too big for me. I'm going to give it to Shane. <laughs> That's just the truth. And, and the reason... Not that you're... I'm just... It's I'm not that I'm... It's not you're, that you're I'm... six one. What are you? It's not that I'm fat. No. It's that I'm just bigger you're than bigger Mike. Than yeah, I'm just I'm bigger five... than Mike. How tall are you, Mike? 5'10". He's 5'10". I mean, barely 5'10". Okay. okay. Yeah. In a couple Very years, good. it will be 5'9". <laughs> you're, you're trending away from five eleven. Is that what you're trying no to tell me? No doubt about it. Now in All football, right. yeah, in football in high school, I think they had me at five eleven. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because that's what they do. They put yeah. about ten or fifteen pounds on you, and they list you. I didn't you know as you five. played football in high school. I played. Get, get this. I played offensive line. It tells you a couple things. You guys must have been really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> one thing. The other thing, I weighed about 25, 30 pounds more than I weighed right now. Really, you were yeah. heavier in high school than you are now. Yeah, I got up. To, yes. Wow, yeah, that didn't I lost, happen to me. And I lost 70 pounds my senior year of high school, uh, Yeah, over like a six or eight month period. Okay. Now, how did you play high school all four years? I did not. I just played uh, just for about a year and a half. That's another story. And a half. Yes. Okay, <laughs> a year and a half. Yeah. All right. So you know, there we go. I had some issues in high school. Did you so. have issues? I sure did. A among them, you were hungry, right? Hungrier <laughs> than you are now. I was. I, <laughs> yeah. I ate plenty. Uh, my senior year, I ate a lot less, but... Uh, it was your career was over by then. It was. I retired. Uh, offensive lineman, all state. Just kidding. Just no, kidding. No state. <laughs> no state. I, I get it. I, I do. But I didn't know you played football. Yeah, I played football. All right. I did. What was your number? Sixty-three. That's that's an offensive lineman. That's number. an offensive lineman. Yeah. Number. Did you ever get called for a penalty? No, really. The, the biggest thing I remember about that is that I always thought I was going to be good at football. Most young men think they're going to be good at football, and then you just don't realize that people. Some people are built different. Yeah. And they I are. thought I was built like a Division One athlete. Obviously, I had no idea what I was talking about. And uh, the really old me real memory I had is that I was playing. We were playing on a Saturday. I was playing offensive line. And I was doing probably very terribly. Uh, and there was a defensive lineman. The play went down the field, and I was just kind of watching. Defensive lineman came over and blindsided me, Ooh. and I went horizontal. Okay. And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm not really meant for football. I understand. Day. And I walked to the sidelines, and I just tried to keep my head up. But that was not a great moment. That kind of was just the reality of like, oh, yeah, I'm not built like some of these guys. Well, that's right. There are some people who – I actually was 
built fine for football. I just didn't care. <laughs> and so that yeah. that was not uh, that did not add to things in, sure. in a lot of ways. I played all four years, but I, I just I, I can't tell you that I was highly committed to the craft. But now I know that you are a football player. That's great because Mike actually has a football helmet in his office, mm-hmm. folks. Two, two. He's got a Chicago Bear football helmet yeah. and an Illinois Fighting Illini football helmet, both of which really are the exact same color. They are, and they are authentic. You know why they're the same color? No, because uh, the original, uh, the person who's now I can't think the history right off the top of my head, George Hallis. Coming up blank. Bear kind of guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, founder of the Bears kind of thing. Founder of the Bears, yeah. He has something to do with the University of Illinois as well, and he brought those colors. Oh, I didn't uh, know From that. the University of Illinois. Apparently you don't either. It's, it, have you ever told a story before that you didn't know, and you're telling it as it goes, hoping it comes together late? Well, I used to know that very well. <laughs> I was actually surprised that it didn't click to, to, together. At it that didn't point. happen. Let me yeah. tell you, that doesn't uh, happen more often as you get older. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, the old start a story, hoping it clicks. That strategy goes down the toilet as you age, well, buddy. Okay, well, yeah. we'll be looking forward to that. All right, Shane, today we're going to talk a little bit about being present where we are Shane, there's a lot that we can do in this world in terms of we got phones, we can do many, many projects, we can be every, it feels like we can be everywhere and almost nowhere at the same time. What are your initial thoughts on being present where we are at? My initial observation is it's amazing how few people are present where they're at. You know, in baseball right now, they're having to put up netting all over the the stadiums uh, in Major League Baseball. And and the fundamental reason is because people aren't watching the game. They're looking at their phone and balls were hitting people. They were getting blindsided like a high school lineman who was 5'10 that only played a year and a half. (laughs) I mean, they're getting blindsided by balls. They never saw coming, Mike. And and one of the things I just notice around, particularly with cell phones, and and I think phones kind of become uh, uh, the poster uh, issue for this, but how many people they're somewhere, but they're clearly not there because they're looking at their phone. Right. I was at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings a while back, and there was a couple, a young couple. I assumed they were on a date because I looked. Neither of them had wedding rings, so I assumed they were on a date. Mike, they didn't say anything to each other the entire time. They had their phones, and they're working their phones. They're looking yeah. at their phones. They didn't say one word, and then it occurred to me. I wonder if they're texting each other. Maybe they just don't know how to communicate anymore. Maybe that's what's going on. But how seldom people are truly present in the moment is astounding to me. Yeah, I think phones are becoming a, a big issue. And you kind of, you, you make a light of maybe they don't know how to communicate, but I do think the younger generation is not learning how to socialize because of these phones. Yeah. They really don't know how to hold uh, just a regular conversation with strangers or just with you know people that they know or love. And one of the things I had to do, with, particularly with phones, that I wasn't even real proud of myself. I felt like when everyone, I felt like about five or six years ago, people were really talking about cell phone addiction, mm-hmm. that we all kind of did it at the time. I remember thinking to myself, I I feel like I got a great handle on all this. I feel like I had great boundaries with it and I knew when to use it, when not to use it. And then a couple years ago, I felt like it was just, it was becoming a habit, just reaching for my phone. I don't know if you've had a moment like that where you're doing nothing and then you just keep reaching for your phone. Like you feel like, you know, talk about addiction. Maybe that's what, you know, if 
that's going on in our brains. And what I had to do is I actually am using the feature on my iPhone of limiting my social media time. So pretty much Monday, Monday through Friday, I get an hour and a half total of social media okay. time. That pretty much includes... Uh, work as well right, right. Uh, for the most part and then Saturday I just give myself an hour because that's the day with my family and then Sunday I give myself a little bit more uh, in the afternoon times if we don't have our, our regular meetings but my point is is that uh, this thing can get a hold of you and not even realize it and I didn't feel great about putting those kind of boundaries in because I feel like I should be an adult yeah. I should have a handle on this well you know what sometimes you need to use these things uh, these type of tools uh, to help you well you know it's funny because I don't do the uh I don't do the thing that limits me because I don't need it because I have Melissa. And we'll be at the cabin and it'll just be the two of us and I will be on my phone and she will say, you have been on your phone all night. And guess what? Makes me mad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The second somebody says something like that and it makes yeah. you mad, you're guilty. You're just guilty. And, and I think maybe the reason people don't talk about cell phone addiction as much anymore is because we're all junkies. <laughs> I yeah. do. It's kind of like nobody really talks about caffeine addiction. I mean, if you're yeah. not a Mormon, how often do you talk about caffeine addiction? Oh, right? yeah. Because we're all junkies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, we're just all junkies. Yeah. And and I think that the, the phones have become not a distraction. I think they've become almost part of our lives. I think we're all cyborgs with these phones in some ways. And it makes it yeah. very difficult to be where you are because where you are is where that phone is, your physical location happens to be incidental and right. as it turns out the phone can tell you that too yeah we gotta we gotta be present i know it's helped me with family uh with my girls and everything i have two young daughters a eight-year-old nora a five-year-old ava and uh, there's been a couple times they've actually called me out on my phone sure. usage as well uh, but i know that putting that down is becoming a, a priority for me so i can just be present with them one time someone told me in terms of family uh, because some, like any parent, some weeks I'm tired. And the, here's what I didn't realize about parenting. It doesn't matter how much you entertain these kids. They just want to do something else right after it, Shane. So you yeah. can spend all day, like you can make some special trip. You take these kids to the zoo. You spend you know, all this time with them. You get home after five minutes, you're like, what are we doing next? Exactly right. And, and so for me, there was, a, uh, there was a one point I said, okay, I know I can't keep up with this. And I had one person say to me, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to be present. Don't always have to think you have to do stuff with them all the time, but you do need to be present. Part of that's putting the phone down. Yeah, I, I know with my first grandchild, Maddox, you know, I always used to say, Maddox, I know what it is you want to do, whatever it is we're not currently doing. So if we change to what he wants to do, the second we're now doing that, it applies all over again. Whatever it is we're not currently doing right. is, is what he wants to do. And, and you could do a hundred things, but the mm -hmm. second you're on to what he wanted to do, he doesn't yeah. want to do it anymore. And I think that's kind of that, that cycle. For me, I don't know how good I am at, at putting the phone down mm -hmm. uh, when I have it. So for me, it's just better not to take it places. So if I have yeah. a lunch with somebody sure. and I need to give them my full attention, I just park the phone in the car. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, how do you know it won't be stolen? It's an iPhone 6. If someone stole it, they would put it back in the car. <laughs> so... So for me, it's it's if I'm home and yeah. and Melissa and I haven't seen each other, yeah. I, I need to leave it 
in the bedroom. Absolutely. So for yep. me, it's just sort of like saying, you can't go here. Yeah. It's not your fault. I just can't handle it. Yeah. I've done the same thing at other times too. There have been, and I think you, you'll you put this on social media about how you'll just stay off social media for a couple of days. Yeah. Like you're off the grid. I'll just take a break. I'm going you'll off say, the grid. You're going off the grid. There have been uh, many times where I just put it away for a couple of days so I can just be more present wherever I'm at. Uh, yeah, and actually, one of the, one of the things in terms of spiritual disciplines, kind of the discipline of silence, is is sometimes uh, just getting silence isn't solitude. Solitude is literally getting away from people in the spiritual discipline. But silence is just trying to put yourself in a position where you can hear what God is doing. And I do think that putting the phone, just like you're saying, put it in the bedroom, put it in a drawer, just put it away in general can also allow people to hear what God is doing, almost be present with the Lord yeah. uh, as He is present with with you. Well, I think we live in a culture where overstimulation is the norm. So we are overstimulated in every conceivable way, and then we exacerbate that with massive amount of caffeine intake. <laughs> and so you think about it, I mean, we're just kind of always flying on the edge and radiating at high speeds. And the people I know who are probably radiating at the highest speeds, those are the people out crushing Red Bulls. I mean, they want to go even faster, right? you know? Yeah. And so I think our whole culture is just set up not to distract us, but to be a constant distraction. So I think to be present where you are mm-hmm. is almost a discipline because you are going against the tide. Yeah. You're going against the current to truly be present. I don't think you yeah. can do it accidentally. I'm with you, and I think if you're talking about signs that maybe you're going with the current too far, I always, for me, it's relationships. Yeah. When I feel like some of my close relationships are a little bit wonky, I start to say, okay, am I being, am I really present in these relationships? So if it's uh, whomever it might be, I, that's a sign for me that maybe I am not being my best self with those people, and that's when... Uh, I need to kind of uh, slow down and go against the current. Well, and I think that if you don't live intentionally, you're just going to get sucked into whatever the template is. So, for example, we talked about parenting a while back. Mm -hmm. If you don't live intentionally, you're going to spend your entire period of time you're raising kids being your kid's taxi service and letting them be a tail that wags your dog as you take them from this to that to that to that to that. And you're all going to do it in the name of good parenting. And it may be the worst parenting in the history of the world. So if we don't be intentional, we're going to get sucked into the template. If we're not intentional, we're going to spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on our phones. Because it's it's a gateway to everything. We can shop on our phones. We can be entertained on our phones. I mean, it's a gateway to everything. It's sort of like C.S. Lewis's closet, you know. It's it's this gateway to, to everything else. But if we're going to find the discipline to truly focus upon people or things that are important to us, I think it's not going to happen accidentally in 2021. I agree. And I have a question, a a rhetorical question that helps me. Uh, And I don't use it all the time, but I do use this. I will ask uh, people close to me, and I'll even ask this through prayer, uh, how are we doing? Yeah. And now that opens up some stuff. When you ask somebody close to you, whether that be a spouse or a friend or whatever, how are we doing? You may not be doing as well as you hoped. And That's you have right. to be ready. You have to be ready for that. But I do think that 
it's really important to be in present because we all get into our routines and we can kind of, I think, drift away from one another. So I have done that with my wife. And even, again, a discipline in prayer, as silly as it sounds, but it's very relational at times. I will, you know, ask God, you know, how are we doing? Not that I'm going to hear some type of voice or anything like that, but I feel like it's just opened up a lane for me to check on my heart with the Lord. Yeah, and that's always a matter of what are your priorities? You know, if your marriage, if you're married and your marriage isn't a priority, mm-hmm. it's going to be real soon because things are going to blow up. <laughs> and so when you think about what's most important, if your job's not a priority at some level, it will be soon because you're not going to have it. <laughs> so what are the most important things in our lives? And do we give our best time and energy to truly important things? Yeah. Or are we... Uh, are we somewhat squandering that on things that don't matter? Right. One thing I've learned about social media is uh, I enjoy social media. And there would probably be people out there that say that I bring something there maybe that adds value to their life. But here's the deal, Mike. If, if I went off social media tomorrow, it would miss me as much as if I removed my finger from a glass of water. <laughs> I would be replaced instantly. And so when, even when I take those uh, social media breaks, I'm always thinking to myself, I'm going to miss you a lot more than you're going to miss me. <laughs> sure. And it's something that could take all your time and at the end of the day may not matter at all. Right. So what is important to us? How do we focus our energy on that? But for me, part of the question is uh, we're always torn. You know, I used to travel a lot and I would speak a lot. And it seemed like sometimes I would leave and it would just be the worst possible time. Stuff would be going on at home. Stuff would be going on with the kids when the kids were home. And it always just seemed like whenever I left was the worst possible time. And yet I I would still have to go because you're under contract to speak somewhere. And I I would have to go. And and I would be feeling bad because I left, which meant I wasn't doing as good a job speaking as I could have done. And feeling bad doesn't make the situation better at home. So what I had to learn over the years was just how to focus myself to be present where I am. Mm -hmm. So whatever I'm doing now, I need to give that 100% of my time, effort, and energy. So if I'm on that trip, if I talk to my wife for eight minutes on the phone, that needs to be all I'm doing for that eight minutes. If I'm up speaking, speaking needs to be all I'm doing for that eight minutes. So for me, I've kind of stopped trying to juggle because I don't think you can do that well enough with important things. And I've really focused on being present in the moment of my life. So if my grandchildren are playing a baseball game, I need to not be working. I need to not be doing other things. I need to be at that baseball game. And when I can't be, I need to leave. Because I just, they, they have a right to expect all of me when I'm there. And I think that is a part of this process of just disciplining ourselves. And I honestly think, Mike, when you do that, you're going to get more joy out of your life. The people in your life are going to be more joyful. My guess is, Valerie, your wife, uh, my guess is if you were around for three hours one day and you were paying no attention to her, you'd be better off to be around two hours where you paid complete attention to her. Absolutely. So how do we segment our life to where whatever we're doing, we can really focus on being excellent where we are? That's a challenge that I keep in front of me, and I think I'm getting better at it. Well, we thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. 
We hope that this episode helped you navigate the changes that you're going through. Make sure you check out Shane and I on social media. Just search for Rev Shane Bishop and Rev Mike Wu. Thank you again for joining us and make sure that you keep the change.